You're listening to the B&H Photography Podcast. For over 40 years, B&H has been the professional source for photography, video, audio, and more. For your favorite gear, news, and reviews, visit us at bnh.com or download the BH app to your iPhone or Android device. Now here's your host, Alan White. Greetings and welcome to the B&H Photography Podcast. Before we proceed, allow me to take a moment to ask you, our listeners, to tweet us at BH Photo Video with hashtag BH Photo Podcast and rate us on iTunes. We really love doing this show and your feedback enables us to make it that much better. Today, John Harris and I will be talking about selfies, a genre of photography that some people adore while others abhor. Our guests are Stephen Mays, writer, strategist, executive director of the Tim Hetherington Trust, and all-around go-to guy for all aspects of photography. How do you like that? Is that good? That's great. <laughs> we are also welcoming photographer Nikki Wanzi, whose recent series called Living in New York has gotten well-deserved attention, including a mention in the just-released PDN 2016 annual. Welcome to both of you. Um, I'm going to admit that I've taken selfies. I actually remember the very first one I did. I was back in school, and I did a close-up of a shiny brass uh, a doorbell that had the word private engraved on it. And you could see my reflection and it pretty much summed me up. I still have a print of it laying around somewhere. I've also taken selfies with friends and family, but never with the Empire State Building. Okay. Nikki, let's start with you. Your work is really, really amazing. You use self-portraiture to depict not only yourself, but two of your best friends as you go through your day-to-day activities in New York. I get the impression that You're familiar with the new town, but there's also a longing to be with friends back home and the comfort of being back in Singapore. What made you turn the camera on yourself? What was the starting point? What, how did you get into that? Well, actually, I'm an, I'm an introvert, so I don't really like, like to (laughs) approach people or take photos of random people, strangers, cause I'm afraid of being like reject, Uh rejections, like Mm -hmm. People might come in front of me and say, hey, why do you take my photo? Hey, just delete it off. So mm-hmm. I need to do a project. Why not use myself as a, as a subject, docu- documenting myself in um, New York City since I'm new here and there's a lot of things to explore. I have two best friends in Singapore and we used to try, like, go, go and play a lot, eat dinner, play basketball, travel a lot so I decided to use them as my subject as well but of course I can't fly them over so I decided to use myself to act as them <laughs> stand-ins <you're> yeah. <laughs> have they seen the photos yeah they did yeah and what did they say they are very like happy with it and uh-huh. they say they are very touched that I use them as a subject as well did they recognize themselves in a way yeah they kind of they yeah. know that because like um each character in the photos are very distinctive mm-hmm. like Three of us, although we stick together like as a as a unit, but three of us, the characters is so different. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel when you kind of took on their roles? Did you feel like you were just a statue standing in that place, or did you actually kind of start to feel like you were taking on their personalities? Well, I feel like I really feel like them at all. Like I tried to f- make myself like go into their shoes, like. Mm-hmm really be like them and what would they react when like something happened and stuff like that so actually the photos in the series took quite a while to shoot it oh yeah yeah and can you talk a little bit about the technique that you use yeah really curious yes well the technique actually when i found a spot that i really want to shoot so i put my camera on the tripod frame it and then I'll, i'll just go into the frame and then set on timer 
and then should like I'll be myself first, and then the next scene I will be my friend, which is standing at the other side, and then the next scene I will be another friend standing at the the other side. So I'm basically framing myself, and I know where should who should stand where, who should be where, what uh what stuff they are doing, like reaction, emotions, stuff like that, and then after that, got the images go into the Photoshop and composite them into one photos. That's how it's done. What camera gear are you using? Just curious. You're not using a phone, that's for sure. Of course not. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually using a Canon 5D Mark III. Mm -hmm. um, no lights, using natural light. So it's very simple setup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wanted to just get back to your point about documenting the world around you and interacting with people. Is that something that you are... Uh, trying to get over is that something that you're you're working to because i think every photographer goes through that at least people who are interested in street photography and, and news and documentary they have to they have to find that way to break to through break, the wall break through the wall break the ice yeah. and and not not worry about necessarily what other people will be saying and thinking and and when people say no you just go on to the next one is that something that y you want to to be able to approach and address or it's not really your interest well, I mean, in future, I would want to do like commercial photography mm -hmm. or fashion, like something. I want to shoot something like beautiful, mm -hmm. like like uh, Gregory Crutzen is one of my very big influencers. Mm -hmm. I want to like plot my own story, mm -hmm. fix like everything, fix um, get control of the set, like get control of the 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 model, the mm -hmm. talent. Mm -hmm. The props, every single thing. Right. It always interests me when people go to that length to to set things up as the way you want. Um, how do you feel when people respond to it in different ways? Because I mean, obviously you have an idea, a very clear idea of what you're trying to establish and you're controlling every element, but you can't control how people read it. What, what, what kind of reactions do you get? Well, I mean, some people might not understand how I do photography. Like some people might not understand the story behind and then they will just say that, oh, it's just a nice photo and while other like photographer was try to like read the story behind like know the image and read the story behind what does it say so i mean well if you don't get it then that's too bad i would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and do you feel that that the photos are successful as a self portrait as as showing something from deep inside or something of yourself the story is very strong, stronger than what, uh, the previous project that I've done. And I really like this project in terms of the cinematic view, the the composition of the, the photos and um, like the editing of it as well. Yeah, the retouching of skills and stuff like that. Yeah, I really like the whole series of it. You use the word cinematic and your work really is cinematic. It, it, you get the feeling that you're looking at a film production that was going on, just a little snap still from it. Um, and, and the storyline is, even if, it's really funny, it doesn't matter what other people think of what the storyline is because I think one of the weirdest things is if you ever had an exhibition of your work and you stand off to the side and listen to what people are saying about your work, you just have to crack up because Everyone interprets it differently. Yes. But I know I personally look at your work and I'm just seeing all of these scenes. I love looking through them and everything in the background, not just you and what the, the, the multiples of you, but yeah. the way things are set up. There's a great depth and dynamic to them. There really is. Thank you. <laughs> and are you surprised uh, by the attention that this series has gotten? Yes, I do, actually. I thought, like, you know, 
as a student, like, this is my very first work. I didn't know that it's going to be so big up. Like, mm-hmm. to go on a award is really a very big thing for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a small step up to, you know, another level yeah. of, like, photography. Mm-hmm. And it also gives me, like, a, a little bit of pressure if if I don't give up, like, if I don't do more work, like, more good, produce more good work, I will be, like, you know, very stagnant and down mm-hmm. and it will be back to zero again. But here's, here's a question. I mean, you, you say you're an introvert and I understand that, why you don't want to approach people. And yet you're... Uh, creating a profile for yourself by exposing your your yourself uh, in in the most intimate possible way, and I wonder whether that that profile that you're revealing is that really you, or is that some kind of facade or an act which you're you know which you're putting out as an introvert to hide behind, or is that really you? Well, I mean, it's really me um, doing yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> like, although I'm introvert, but I'm not those extre- extreme kind that I don't really like. I I really stay at home, don't go out and stuff like that. It's just that. I'm. I don't like to approach people. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. And um, I mean, I don't mind people to like to know my um side of the side of me. So I mean, actually, I didn't really think of so far that that this series would go out to like every get everyone's attention of like. Um, in this in this industry. And at this point now, do you think that uh, as you continue to make pictures, does it now become more like a performance than a than a self exploration? Mm. Yeah, I would say that it's a performance instead of self aspirations. Yeah, it's more like um, I want to like I have a story in my in my mind, and I I tend to you know try to make it up make it out visually to let people to read it visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you uh, do you shoot selfies? I do do selfies, yeah. but in, in much more of like you know a relaxed way. Mm-hmm. Like you say, self portrait is like um, for me, self portrait. I feel that I have to plot and and plan everything and think of a storyline and 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 plan where should I stand and um, my props, what should I put in and stuff like that. Well, selfie is much more of a relaxing way, like. Oh, I'm at this city. I'm at this place. I take a selfie and send it to my friend. It's very different from self-portrait. Like self-portrait needs more effort to in planning. Well, so well, selfie is much more of a you know. Okay, this place is nice. I should take a selfie and send it to my parents or or, or relative or friends. You know, I'm I'm looking at your your Instagram feed here, and I, I'm noticing that you have uh, a selfie face. That yes, you like, do, uh, can you? Uh, you don't have to do it for us now, but it's it's clear that you do that on on, on a handful of photos here, and uh, looks like you're angry with the camera, uh, and uh, I'm wondering if that's a, as much of a self portrait uh, as your other work. Well, I mean, I think I have that that uh, standard face of doing self portrait, uh, not self portrait, but selfie. I would say, like every time. I have a photo with my friends or stuff like that. I tend not to smile too much. Yeah, I can see. Because, <laughs> you know, when you smile too much, I personally know that because I am a photographer, so I know which is my better side, which is my bad side. So uh. if I smile too much, I feel that my face is very, like, um, round. So I tend not to <laughs> smile too much. So, that's so it's not the real you coming through in those <laughs> selfies. Mm? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, to, trying to look good in front of the camera is like my one of my priority in in selfie, not in self portrait. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's an interesting definition. Yeah. Well, it, it raises a really interesting question for me, which is, 
how do we define that difference between self-portrait and selfie, if, if there is a difference? And is that is that distinction defined by the artist or by the viewer? Because I see a lot of really amazing portraiture under the under the guise of selfies. It's made unselfconsciously, casually, um, but is hugely uh, revelatory about the, the, the about the person photographing themselves, and sometimes maybe with great art, sometimes accidentally with great mm -hmm. art, but nonetheless, fantastic imagery. And I, I have to ask, you know, really, where do we define that distinction between self-conscious self-portraiture and self-conscious selfies? Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to ask you, kind of following up on Nikki's comment, uh, if a selfie is something very casual, will get will expose something deeper than a self-portrait that is staged and, and maybe more of a performance, as you were mentioning. And uh, I think you would probably say that it can. And, and Absolutely. It I, I think so. And I, I think it's, it's, um, it's deliberately so as well. I think that, you know, fundamentally, I, I feel that the, this whole thing around selfies is a, is a very basic human drive. I think it's, you know, we all need to place ourselves in society. We all need to know where we fit. And for that, we need affirmation. We need responses. And we all do it from, from birth to death. You know, we're always looking for a response from people around us. And the selfie just allows us to do that on, on steroids. You know, we mm -hmm. can take a picture of ourselves in you know, the Empire State Building and post it and suddenly the whole world can see it. And mm -hmm. you know, we get all those reactions and that's a, a massive form of self-affirmation. Uh, I, I think it's a very profound how, need. But how does it... Where do, what is the affirmation? Just somebody saying, I liked that you exist, that you are there right now at this moment? It's an acknowledgement, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose fundamentally we all, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the, the whole, um, the psychology of being an actor. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. to know me is to love me. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but look, how many, how, look, we all walk by windows and we catch our reflections. We pause and look to see. We check ourselves out in reflections. It's, that's a selfie in its sense, except it's just, it's a, it's just a momentary thing in our heads. Doing it with a camera, you're just basically sharing with the world. You're carrying it the next step. But a selfie is the same thing. It's just you pass by a window. Well, there I am. How do I look? You push your hair back, whatever that you're doing. Absolutely. It's and I think that, you know, there's, there's a tremendous negativity. And, you know, the word selfie has become almost derogatory, which I, I find you know, very difficult. Because I, I've been taking selfies for 20, 30 years. And mm -hmm. I'm somewhat insulted that suddenly this, this form <laughs> that I've developed is quite a high level. Is, right. Oh, you're is the guy who started this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all my fault. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, but and you know, people apply all these terms like narcissism to it, and I, I, I get very worked up about that. You know, I have a training in psychology, and you know, people need to look up the word narcissist on online and just check out what is narcissism because it's a quite distinct psychological condition, and it does not reflect at all the this need to affirm oneself and to, uh, and, and indeed to observe oneself. I mean, also from my psychological background, I know that you know we all do we all perform differently when we believe we're being observed. And that includes observing ourselves. You know, people you simply put a mirror in some people in front of people and ask them to do a task. They'll do it differently. Right. Oh, yeah. So, you know, this notion of watching ourselves is, is very deep. It's very profound. And I, I, I object to it being cast as a negative thing. It's something we all do in different ways. And the shop window is a great example. That's one of the things I wanted to get to. Uh, where, where do you align a selfie then? I mean, if it's not a self-portrait, which, of course, it is to some degree, is it... A variation of of looking in the mirror when when we we test our looks and we we make an expression this way or we look at our muscles, whatever it is that we're doing. You do that too. <laughs> we all do it, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, is is it closer to that? Is it closer to the photo booth or 
even as you mentioned, you know, you're at this place, so you want to let people know you are to the postcards that we, I used to send postcards all the time. So what is a selfie? What is it aligned with? Well, I think this comes back to the, this, the question I was asking Nikki earlier, which is what, how do people react to it? Because we might think it's a picture of ourselves, but other people may read it as something completely other. They might read it as a, as a, as a geographical you know, reference, or they might see it as a sociological reference, or, you know, um, you know, people will read those images in whatever way they choose. And the fact that I make myself the subject of it doesn't make me the subject of it. Um, you know, my intention doesn't necessarily transfer into how people read it. So, you know, the definition of a selfie, I, I think it's, um, I think it's completely arbitrary. I, I think the arbitrary, uh, definition also extends to self-portrait is, um, you know, I think of Vivian Meyer, mm -hmm. you know, at what point did she turn from being a maker of selfies into being an artist? Mm -hmm. Um, and wasn't until quite a long time after she died, in fact. Yeah. And other people imposed that on her, mm -hmm. um, rightfully so, I would say. But, you know, it, if, if one observed her behavior in Chicago all those years ago, uh, taking pictures of herself in shop windows and in reflections, uh, you, you know, selfies, I don't know. To it's, me, it's, I, you know, in, in doing some research for this, her name came up time and time again. And, and to me, it's it's just so surprising how how much attention she's gotten in general and how now she is so closely affiliated with this idea of self-portraiture. And, uh, and needless to say, there are many photographers out there doing things. And I, I looked, for me, it's Lee Friedlander. He's the, the person that I, when I first started looking at, at work to say, wow, he's experimenting with this idea in a way that I, I really like. And, uh, but she's become the, uh, the go-to person for that. That's uh, right. I mean, in, in point of fact, uh, it's, it's very hard to find an artist who has not made selfies. Exactly. Um, in pretty much any format. I mean, obviously photography, but um, I don't know. I don't know many sculptors have done selfies, but uh, you know, it's very common for painters as well. I mean, you know, artists you know, are conscious of us. We are conscious of ourselves in the world, and it's perfectly natural to to position ourselves and to reflect on who we are yeah. and where we stand. Well, I think, like Nikki said too, we have. I mean, or she <coughs> kind of hinted at, we have two choices, right? When as an artist, you know, the world around you and yourself, you know. So choose one or the other, and then go for it, you know. And and in your case you know, not wanting to kind of interact at a certain level, you chose yourself, a much easier subject. <laughs> do, do you consider your work to be selfies? Because I I look at it, yeah, there's pictures of you. You are the photographer and you are all of the subjects in it. But I don't, I don't really get selfie from that. To me, it's, it's like Cindy Sherman. It's not, you're not looking at her. You're looking at the character she's creating. Do you feel that they're selfies or are they, or are they just photo illustrations that you happen to be in? Well, I don't think they are selfies. Like selfies to me is much more casual thing, as I say. Okay. Like this series, I have to plan, I have to plot, and you know, to make everything into what I want is I will consider it as self portrait instead. Like you have your idea, you want to make this idea work, and and make this art piece like what you what you intend to be look like. I would say you know cosplay thing, like mm -hmm. in Japan, mm -hmm. like they try to be into that character and, and take photo of it, yeah. And when you're taking your pictures, do you feel you're playing a character or do you feel you're yourself? Well, I mean, tr there's three characters and one of right. it is myself. So I did have to play myself and the other two characters is my friends. Right. So I have to play their part as well. But when you're playing you, uh -huh. uh, well, actually, <laughs> which one is you? In those <laughs> That's like, right. you know, I was thinging the uh, same thing. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I, yeah, it's... it's, it's for my friends, they will know which one is me because of my oh, yeah? my characters. Like I, I, 
like the one in the bedroom, the mm-hmm. one sleeping is me because I always wake up very late. I'm okay. not a morning person. So just to, <laughs> for the listener, we're looking at one of her photos where there's the three characters in the bathroom. One is, is popping your head out of the shower. One is brushing your teeth and one is on her iPad on the toilet. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's you? No, that's no, my friend. That's your friend. Yeah. Okay. Which one is you? The one in the bathroom. In, like, the, the, in the shower. In the shower, Okay, yes. I got you. All right. <laughs> cool. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back with more about selfies with Stephen and Nikki. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the B&H Photography Podcast. Send us a tweet at bhphotovideo, hashtag bhphotopodcast. We are back. John, you had a question you want to ask. I did. I, I wanted to follow up with Stephen uh, about this this, this negativity uh, that, that is attributed to selfies and where you think that comes from. I, I th- I, I'm unsure where it comes from. I, I wonder whether there's an element of envy in it um, that people get more exposure than I do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really don't understand. I think that there's... Uh, the, the prevalence of it has overwhelmed people, mm-hmm. um, that it's really emerged you know, very fast, and people assume that because a lot of it, it must be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that a lot in photography in general, there's this, there's this anxiety about quantity, mm-hmm. that you know, as soon as there's a lot of photography, people go, well, there goes the quality, we can't really filter, we don't know where we are anymore. Um, but of course, the, the negativity around the selfie is much more widespread. I mean, it's not just among the photo community. Mm-hmm. People in general just sort of sniff at the selfie mm-hmm. um, while often making selfies themselves. <laughs> I, I, don't under, <laughs> I don't understand the negativity at all, I'm afraid. Interesting. Yeah, I, I've been trying to think about it. And a couple of my, my notes were this idea that, you know, we're pointing the camera on ourselves and this general, you know, we're so anyone who's too self-absorbed, you know, gets der- derided. Uh, but I, you know, I tend to agree with you that that you know we're we're exploring a new territory with social media and and the ease with which we can take pictures and 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 that is a transition time and and you know where we're going to go with it I'm not sure you know I, we'll, I think there are, there, I can see certain circumstances where where people can react against it I mean there's this phenomenon which you see now of of people as they approach a celebrity turning their back to the celebrity to take a selfie. Mm. So they're creating this little fiction of them, you mm-hmm. know, on the street or, you know, on wherever it is, on the red mm-hmm. carpet with a, with a famous person. Um, and that's, you know, that's ostensibly quite rude. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. approach somebody and just turn your back on them. Right. Right. Uh, and I can see why that might be. I've been in situations where, where that's happened, but the celebrity or the athlete is absolutely prepared for that. They're, they're expecting it almost. And, and I've seen it happen with my son. I, I went to take a picture uh, with my son with an athlete and the athlete said, give me the camera, you know, so he wanted to do the, the picture himself. And, and I wasn't even, I was ready just to do the standard like thing like this. So quickly, younger people, younger than myself, I think, and, and maybe Nikki can speak to it a little bit, uh, are, uh, have adapted this form immediately. And there's no issues. I mean, my daughter has no problems with selfies. Her friends send selfies back and forth. 20 times a day, you I know? Mean, there's all sorts of twists on this. I mean, uh, uh, Michael Stipe of REM tells mm-hmm. a story where he was in Austin and the guy next to him turns to him, hands him a camera and asks Stipe to take a picture of him. Absolutely, yeah. And it turns out to be Jeff Harris and Jeff Harris <laughs> is an artist who's you know, famous for doing self-portraits. So he, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't looking for a portrait with Stipe. He just wanted this guy next to him who happened to be Jeff Stipe, Michael Stipe, <laughs> Michael Stipe. to yeah. uh, take a picture of him. It's an oh. interesting twist. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, you know, you know, there are the examples of, of people um, putting themselves at extreme risk uh, mm-hmm. and that, you know, where people, you know, a number people of people have died. died. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And in fact, when you look, go online, you find there's a whole genre now of like snuff selfies mm -hmm. of you know this picture made you know moments before they died. Mm -hmm. And and you it, can't resist stopping what we're doing to look at those pictures. That's right. And and some of it you, know, you get very judgmental because you see there's pictures of people on motorbikes doing a hundred, mm -hmm. doing a selfie, and moments later they're dead. Mm -hmm. And you go, well, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. Really? Yeah. Gets, uh, there's a couple of them. When I go through uh, my uh, Instagram feed, there are one or two photographers, I'm calling photographers, that, that pop up, and, and all they do is selfies, but they're all the camera, the, the phone is being held up above eye, uh, eye level, and they're looking at them, and the backgrounds are not interesting, and they're really all the same. It's just pictures of the person, but I don't really, and it's endless too. And I, I think we're talking about why people have gripes about selfies. Personally, I think it's they're, they're, they could be a lot of fun and in a lot of different ways. But what gets me is that today's a beautiful day. And if you take a walk down 34th Street towards Macy's or anywhere, Broadway, Fifth Avenue, it, it, you are going to – you'll need a machete to get through the selfie sticks. Oh, be fair. New York is a great place to visit. And it's, <laughs> I, I have tremendous sympathy for tourists. I mean we're all tourists at some point in our lives. And I see people are going around New York with their, their selfie sticks. And I think fantastic. They're having a great time. And why wouldn't you? I would too. Mm -hmm. In fact, I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> you got it with you. <laughs> well, I, I wrote an article on selfie sticks uh, about a year ago here, and uh, the hate just poured out. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, to the point of, I I will never shop at B and H again now that you've sunk so low <laughs> to sell selfie sticks and things like that. How you interesting. Know? Yeah. No. And, and do people uh, say why they they object so much? Well, there was the comment about, you know, they're in their way, they're annoying, those kind of things. But uh, no, it, they didn't. But I, I always just kind of tied it to this this idea of the selfie and, and that's not real photography and, and, and this attitude, which but is hard to understand. There's another curious twist, which is, in fact, I've always found throughout my career that the more personal, the more intimate a picture is, the more it speaks to people. Mm. And I find that in stock photography where, you know, obviously, you know, the objective is to make these generic images of, of you know, almost cut out stereotypes. In point of fact, the most successful stock pictures are the ones that are the most personal that mm. really identify the most idiosyncratic personal behaviors. Same in, you know, in journalism, same in fashion, same in, you know, art particularly, of course. That, you know, the more personal you get, even though, you know, each of us has our own very personal, you know, you know, quirks and things. We all recognize that we have quirks mm -hmm. and we recognize that the quirk that you exhibit is equivalent to my quirk, although it's, it might actually be different. You know, we have those same behaviors. So I've always found that, you know, one of the things I find curious about that negativity about selfies is in fact they do speak and, you know, Nikki's pictures are not just about Nikki. I mean, they, they speak about an experience. I mean, we recognize that and I understand what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you're photographing yourself, and through that, you speak to me about your experience. I think I want to mention something about that, but come, I'm going to come back to to that later and and say this: a lot of selfies now, though, you'll see they're they're losing this idiosyncrasy. They're 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 trying to copy someone else's a celebrity selfie, or as Alan was saying, they're kind of the same thing over and over again. There's a posed face. You know, everyone knows the duck face now, and uh, so so are are they? Intimate are they, or, or we just need to find the ones that are intimate, and then they cross over to being a self-portrait. Well, like you know, I think that you know, inevitably, uh, a lot of people picking up a phone are, are not skilled photographers and are not practiced, and they, they'll they'll mimic and they'll copy. And I, I find that if that's if that's your way into a creative expression, self-expression, I think that's fine. Um, and then inevitably, some of those turn out to be genius and remarkable. Mm. I think, by the way, there is a distinction between that general selfie of you know, here I am, this is what I'm doing. And selfies made for a very specific purpose. And you think about dating sites, for example, mm -hmm. and, and such mm -hmm. like, where, where people are making self-portraits 
or, or selfies, how you describe them, but with a very specific intent. And that's kind of interesting. And that's where I see a lot of creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see, I, I, I keep a collection actually of, of pictures of self portraits yeah. I find online of, of people. Just amazing, amazing, amazing. And some of them very deliberately are, you know, sculpted and created images. And some of them pretty obviously random luck, mm-hmm. um, but nonetheless extraordinary images. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that notion of making pictures of oneself for a purpose uh, is somewhat different from, you know, and I think there's, some, you know, there's all these different nuances of different types. Uh. The, one of the ones, something that stands out in my uh, mind is that about a year ago, uh, I saw something in one of the online things. Somebody did a selfie. They, they, they attached, I think it was an 8x10 view camera to the end of this huge boom. <laughs> And just to be able to do that, and it was really kind of funny and wonderful that there were pictures of the, them trying to do this. They try lifting an 8x10 camera uh, that's 10 feet out and then doing it. But to me, that's brilliant, okay? And for that alone, it was worth it. <laughs> well, I think uh, something I wanted to mention earlier about this negativity, and, and maybe this comes more from the photographers, and it's this the fact that a selfie, and, and it, if, it, you know, if it becomes a self-portrait, is they're so easy to make. And and a lot of photographers, especially now with digital photography being relatively easy, they get upset, you know, if it's not hard, if there's not a process, you know, and... and although, uh, um, yeah. although I must say, having, having made uh, pictures of myself for dating sites mm-hmm. myself, I find those the hardest, hardest pictures I do. I mean, I... I I struggle with those mm-hmm. enormously. I mean, they're really, really tough. Well, you sometimes, yeah, I read, yeah. you know, when you're reading about people putting a selfie, like, oh, well, I took this shot 30 times just to get it right. And 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 you realize it's just a, a simple shot in the mirror of them, but they did it over and over and over and over again to get the expression right or, you know, the angle of the light. And well, it's kind of like what Nikki was saying. You, you, you got into doing this because you have this wall about going, and by the way, I, I, I understand it. I have the same thing, going over to strangers, okay, I, I think that if you really want to do a, 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 I don't know what you call it, a self-portrait or a selfie at this point, like you're talking about getting a picture that's going to represent you out on the site, it's, it's, it's maybe more difficult than going over to a stranger because a stranger could say, no, no, thank you, please leave me alone. But if you want to take a good picture of yourself, you can't say, no, leave me alone. You have to go through with it. And you have to deal with it. Yes. It's... <laughs> <laughs> so do you re- do you retake shot do you retake yeah. over and over again until you get that right expression yes. that right moment yeah actually yes like in the apartment i took quite a while like i retake and retake and retake until i want until i got the the expressions that, that i wanted mm-hmm. and stuff like that well for the 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 photo in the train mm-hmm which is a bit tough because like I don't ha- I have limited time. Do you always do you work by yourself or do you have an assistant or helpers or any friends? No, I work by myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's one- interesting. You say that you're not happy with the expression, but there's not a single person who will be looking at that photograph who will know that you weren't happy with that expression because it is it's just an expression. It's just yeah. you and nobody and no viewer of that picture has any of the stuff that you're dealing with at all. Yeah. Not there. Doesn't matter though. It doesn't matter, <laughs> but you're, but it's just interesting. I mean, you're still agonizing. It still bothers you that that's not the expression that I wanted. But to the rest of us, that's a great shot. Mm. And the one thing I, I wanted to get at before is the, uh, I guess, the dialogue that you're having, because as you mentioned in, in the write-up around these photos, it has to do with missing home and being in a new place and missing your friends. And, and <clears throat> it's a way of connecting with your old self yes. and, uh, to some degree. Is is there anything you can you can speak on that and and your you know 
commenting with your friends and yeah like everything is so different from Singapore and people here is much more like very hard to approach Singaporeans are much more approachable I would say well while doing this series I feel that you know I'm kind of homesick and I miss my hmm. friends and stuff like that so I decided to do implement like um, my friends in the city like that's why in in the series of photos there's no there's no strangers at all like, I try to find places that I don't that there's there's no like other New Yorkers or people in my mm -hmm, shot mm -hmm. so that I'm in this in this space with just my friends. Do you think that you could have done this series if you had been still in Singapore or maybe even in another city other than New York? Well, um, I would like to do continue this series like just me and my friends in 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 different locations. But well, in Singapore, I think it's a bit tough because Singapore is very crowded nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> you can't find an empty train mm -hmm. or you know <laughs> an empty spot to or when you go out for dinner or to find an empty table and empty empty table to shoot just you and your friends without other strangers in in the background mm. yeah. the uh well the one thing i also wanted to mention is you know living in a in a city especially where you, the language is not your language and i've done that to me it was the most creative time for me photographically and and partly for that reason because i, I agree you know yeah, you, you, agree, you know man. you avoid the conversations because they're difficult and you, you focus on, on your eyes and your visual and what you see around you. And, and it enabled me, you know, six great years of, of photography when I did that. I, I used to tr I have to agree with John about that. I've, I've tr I used to travel a lot more than I do now. But I found some of my most amazing experiences were being with people whose language I did not speak. And it's amazing how you find ways to communicate. And if anything, I, I think the, my experiences and the pictures I've taken were probably better for that very reason. By the way, the trick of photographing in New York City is just stay away from native New Yorkers. They're all miserable and mean. Nah. Just talk to all of the visitors. They're coming. I'm just... Luigi <laughs> <laughs> famously said New York is a friendly town, and he's right. Oh, I, yeah. I think it is very friendly. Yeah, New Yorkers I mean. pride themselves on being mean and nasty, and they're absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, get, we, 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 we open up after it's just, 30 I mean, seconds. It's, it's one of those kind of debates that I have in my head all the time about, you know, is New York nice? Is it not? Is it? And I find New Yorkers very nice. It's just that uh, you have to do it on their speed, you know. I just yeah. be nice, but within about the ten seconds that I'm going to give you, you know. It's uh, how you connect. It's really yeah. how you connect. My practice has been to um, make at least one picture every day throughout my last twenty twenty five years or so, and it becomes like a, a sort of meditation on where I am and uh, all the rest of it. And very often I just hold my camera at arm's length and take a picture of wherever I am. And what I realized when I looked at them, because I make them all in exactly the same format, it's, it's my arm's length mm -hmm. using a 35 millimeter lens, um, they're all identical. And it's mm -hmm. hilarious because you look at this, this, this progression across 20 years and it's the same picture and I just get older. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. actually fantastic. <laughs> you should make I'm, a flip book. I'm thinking exactly <laughs> that. You know, the background changes and my, you know, my beard gets longer, shorter, and I, I think it's going to be a great flip book. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you know, that's one of the things if you're using a, a similar camera or a phone is that there are a lot of parameters that stay set. You have a set distance, which means that you are the same size in the frame. Uh, the perspective is the same, but everything in the background is what's changing. And that could be the in what makes it interesting in the variables. Uh, just the fact that you have these very fixed parameters with a lot of little things going on within them that change. The fluidity of that. That's right. It's, it's, it makes me laugh when I look at it because it's actually very funny. Because it's, uh, it's this unchanging face, apart from the, the other wrinkles. But 
that that background from, from Shanghai to Tokyo, Dubai, and New York, it's just like, it's, wow. Have, have you developed your selfie face? Do you know which expression? Yes, it's always the same expression. It's always the same expression. <laughs> and it's, absolutely. It's like, you know, like Martin Pars, you know, you look at his selfies, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. rigid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is there... Any photographers, let's say from the pre-selfie era or, or going back even, you know, to, I don't know, the, the 19th century that that spoke to this idea? I mean, or or whose self-portraiture was something that we would now equate with a selfie? Is there anything you can, any progenitors of this? That's a really interesting idea. I mean, the, of course, the one of the very first recorded images or you know, recorded fixed images uh, as of course a selfie, um, and of course I'm going to embarrass myself now by forgetting the name. But the the, the artist photographs himself as a drowned body. One of the very very first pictures in in, in you know, actually recorded as a photograph. Hmm. So I think it's you know it's a very deep and profound element. Um, you know, whether you, whether we define it as selfies or not, I I think that's an entirely whimsical decision. That's kind of where what I want to get at with this show is how can we distinguish a selfie from a self portrait and and. I, what Maybe, that, yeah, where do you draw that line? I mean, I, I threw out the idea of it's something that, you know, we we share it, it's on social, you know, it's on social media, but that doesn't fit, that doesn't work. I mean, no, I, I don't know where the line is at all because, you know, Nikki talked about the casualness and that's that can be an element. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the but, attitude of what you, well, where where was your head the moment you did that? Because it, there's a spontaneity to a selfie, I believe, that a self-portrait slows you down now you now you're contriving the image whereas a selfie is a little bit more loosey-goosey is that fair to i say i'm not sure that it's fair at all because you know that casual uh snapshot for want of a better word can produce the most extraordinary art and the most studied self-portrait can be ghastly um you know it's <laughs> points taken okay it's, it's i don't know i think it's in the eye of the beholder i think you know, we, we know it when we see it mm. so a self-portrait uh, then is is art it's something we can't really put our finger on, but we we've realized that it it goes deeper, and a selfie is just uh, is not. It's something that we we make, we throw, we look at, and and that's that. I think so, and uh, you know it's extraordinary. It goes all the way back to you know people who do work with found photography and and digging up these old family albums and pictures of people staring into the camera, and they they had a meaning you know, one time fifty years ago, and they have a completely different meaning now. I think these things are all fluid. It's it's what we bring to it, and that's that's the wonderful thing about photography is. It's the photographer's intent is significant, but actually, the most important thing is what what do we bring to it as viewers? You know, when we look at a picture, we're we're imposing our experience. You know, it's our memory speaking to us through that picture. Mm -hmm. It's our recognition. So we we haven't gotten to a definition of a selfie yet, but wh where do you think uh, this idea of selfie will be going in the in the next ten years? Let's say, do you think we're gonna get bored with ourselves and and start? sending other things back and forth? Well, I, th I think there's, talking in terms of gradations and distinctions, there's, I think, a distinction between the making of the selfie and the publishing of the selfie. And it might be that we'll publish less, mm. um, maybe because there's just so much opprobrium and, and you know, disaffection with that. But I, I think we will, we always have done self-portraits in one way or another, and we always will. And uh, Vanity and ego are not going anywhere. I don't think it's beyond vanity. Yeah, either, it, yeah so. I, think, I think it's self, you know, we're talking yeah, it's self about... self-expression, it's fun. Yeah, self-exploration, too. Self-exploration, I mean, yeah, better. I mean, who we are and where we come from. Where that's we're right. Going. Yeah. But we might not always choose to publish it. And I must say, my selfies remain in print. They're not online, and they never uh, will yeah. be. So in print. <laughs> <laughs> not until... You never know what happens when you're gone. Well, you never know when I'm yeah. gone, exactly. But, uh, well, the other thing is, we, we didn't really talk about technology that, in, that enables 
the selfie, you know. And uh, the other day with with Snapchat, someone was taking our picture and, you know, the next step is to add a filter, to add a hat, add stars coming out of your mouth and all these things. So it's getting Baroque already? No, I don't know. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Snapchat, of course, brings a, a whole fresh yeah. dynamic to this whole process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were asking about the future and, you know, that is obviously an area which interests me a lot because I talk about it a lot. And um, you were talking about this notion of adding, you know, embellishing pictures. And that is going to become increasingly significant that, you know, the more people I talk to who are at the cutting edge of photography, the notion of machine learning, artificial intelligence, uh, those those concepts are now really the forefront of of thinking and, you know, of, you know, of forward-thinking photographers or people making imagery. And therefore, that notion of an intelligent image, which is more than just a record, you know, where, where the machine is, is bringing learned information back into the photograph uh, or, or processing the picture in a particular way, we're going to be seeing more and more and more and more of that. And where that takes our self-expression is going to be really interesting. And I've said I've, one of the lines I've used before is I think that increasingly we'll be seeing pictures not of what we see, but of what we think. Well, thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, John and Jason, our producers. And a special thanks to Jill Waterman, who helped us organize this episode. Check out Nikki's work at nickywanzi.com and Stephen's work at www.stephenmays.co. Give us your opinions on Twitter at BHPhotoVideo with the hashtag BHPhotoPodcast. And please rate and leave a review on iTunes. On behalf of John, Jason, and myself, Thank you so much for joining us today. 